Welcome everybody to another episode of Mind Your Own Business with DJB. The show, well, his name doesn't really matter because you can't hear it because the goddamn helicopter is always here. <laughs> <laughs> to my right, I got my co-host back again. You know, I'm really surprised that you keep making it, bro. You know, I mean, it's gonna stop be surprising in a couple in a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? We just getting our rhythm back. You know yeah, yeah, okay. getting our sea legs. If it wasn't for us using your cameras, I'm not sure how to get you here. That's real. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Uh, who's this? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Okay. <laughs> to my left. How can I put this? I want to see what First off, let's let's give you your credits. He, he is. Uh, an A-list television show writer to first first the big the big part of the resume. Um, I would consider you one of the LA gatekeepers. The reason I say that is if you were trying to get somewhere in the entertainment business and you chose to go to LA and pursue that path, there is a very high possibility that you networked with this person. You know what I mean? Because you are in those fields. If you have ever heard of the group Overdose, this is the person that you were emailing when you wanted. <laughs> Still emailing. Right. <laughs> um, and personally, we go back to high school days, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm trying to say this in the most cis male way possible. <laughs> but you are like, in my my de- my mental definition of what a man is. You get what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Like, wow. You're like a you're you're a stand you're a stand up respectable guy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, anytime I talk to you, it's always good energy. I feel a level of respect that I feel like you give across the board. You get what I'm saying? And you give off a persona that you also expect that from other people. And I don't feel like you get a, you have a problem getting it. You get what I'm saying? Like, you have a very respectable foundation and you are easily my top three people in the entire world to beat at anything. Because you're good at everything. This nigga, this nigga is good at every single thing. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm talking tennis, beer pong, basketball, writing, um, music. It doesn't matter. Like he's a competitor. He's a competitor. He's a he's a fucking. He's, he's, you're you gonna call him a warrior? I wasn't calling him a warrior. I, I stopped that though. I wasn't. I was like, Yo. let me stop putting dubs on shit. Like, hold on. No, keep going. Keep going. Uh, no, no, nigga, don't be scared, <laughs> bro. I did not realize that you were DJ's dad. <laughs> I mean, it's respect. It's an admiration there. I like that. Right, and I knew, I knew from who he was that he was not gonna claim himself as my dad after no, your statements because you a different type of nigga. You're, I wouldn't give you that opening. You had episode. <laughs> I gave you opening. <laughs> but yes, Chris Sanford, C-San, if you really know. 
right? Many aliases. Right, right. How, what's the other alias? The C-San, Chris? Bino. Bino? They used to call Overdose. They used to call me Bino. Like Andrew Bynum. <laughs> then they said I look like Will Smith and Andrew Bynum. You definitely Will look Smith like had seven pounds out, and they called me 17 pounds of Bynum. That's fucking funny. Because Bynum was 17. <laughs> <laughs> then it was C Sizzle. I got that from uh, when I was working with Casey. All the niggas start calling me C Sizzle. Right, right. Then, yeah, so it just, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's a bunch of So, um, as a manager, you do a lot of writing. Yeah. Like, uh, I would say, like, emails and writers and all that shit. Like, so writing is just in your nature. Honestly, it took me a long time to even know you were a writer. Bro, it's so crazy because, like, I, like, wanted to write in TV and film my whole life. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, my pops was a director when I was younger. He works as a technical director for CBS now. But, like, he was doing short films. He was trade tech and shit with all the kids. So that was, like, in me. And even when I went to CSUN, I was, at first I started off journalism, then I switched to CTVA. So I was made, I was doing the shit in college, but you know, rap was just, like, that shit was moving. Like, we was yeah. in that renaissance, so it was like, it was always in the back burner. And then, like, with Overdose, it was always like, y'all niggas, like, when we would meet with all these agents and shit, it was like, what do y'all want to do? Like, y'all going, our, short, our music videos and short films, they like... Y'all gonna transition. We like, hey, we gonna be like the next DJ Pool and like make Friday and, right. you know what I'm saying, do the new version of that. So it was like, it was always, writing was always there because, you know, music was just like, at the time. So it was like, I would have been a fool not to do that shit at the time. Like, so it just put in front, you know? Right. I gotta tell you, our camp was ridiculously jealous of y'all camp. <laughs> like the movement bro, that y'all bro. were doing <laughs> like we was like but Overdose doing this <laughs> <laughs> no bro but you gotta remember dog do y'all remember when we started PI and we no like, man that's what I'm like y'all niggas brought us to the, the first like real studio remember that shit the PI <laughs> yeah. fly guy y'all got gotta love it, it. <laughs> no. hey hey that song that was made way yeah Tiger made a diss song on us for oh that. yeah <laughs> that was when Whoa. us and Tiger was on the come up, and then their people made this uh, P.I. Uh, fly guy. Y'all some rookies, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. I forgot about that. I don't even know who said damn. that shit, but it was they damn. side that said that. I forgot about that. That whole, damn. And then, oh, and then I heard that Tiger was like, so them niggas don't want to right? And he was right. We did not want to. <laughs> We're not not, not no. because we were afraid of getting barred. I just didn't know who that nigga was. Like I was like, who the fuck are you? Bro, he was connected. What's crazy is Tiger like got introduced to all that shit through me. Mm. Because I was like best friends with his or close friends with his girl. And think about it, when you 14, 15, 16, like who is this nigga friends with my girl? He did uh, show up to my uh <laughs> graduation party. We performed at his graduation party, and we had the house rocking, right? And then wait, Tiger, wait, at whose graduation party? At my graduation uh, party. Right? Yeah. So we performed there, killed that shit, right? Tiger was there, told the DJ whatever he needs to tell him. DJ shut the music off and was like, Tiger's in the building. Tiger's in the building, y'all. It's going down. Tiger's in the building. Everybody was like, who? Right? Played his song. It didn't, it didn't go over too well. And we thought we won. 
He was like, oh, yeah, this nigga ain't got shit, boy. Josh. <laughs> we won the battle. <laughs> <laughs> you know who won that war. That's the 10 billion and only fan. <laughs> right. Wait. He and Calabasas killed What? Oh, he's oh. one of the biggest OnlyFans Bro, What did he just say? Ever. 10 million and probably more I don't Oh, know. I thought you said billion Oh, no, 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 million But still, shit <laughs> No, not that But like, that's just a lot of OnlyFans money mm-hmm. Bro, Tiger was like Good a for him, star man. Bro, for me for a yeah. minute Because like, he was the first person I knew that was like Popping So we, yeah, I used to kinda. This was before Twitter Like, I used to search his YouTube His name on YouTube And then just go to like Recent when he started touring with gym class heroes and shit, Bruh. and I would see that shit and be like, "Damn, I know this nigga!" Like, right, right, right. this nigga is on tour. Like, hey, hey, I gotta, all right, I gotta give Tiger his respect. His ability to stay relevant with the because his musical content hasn't been gone, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think his content is the same, but his style is uniquely his. So he's able to just come back and do that again. Oh, I got it. I got it. In different segments of music, and I I just respect that. Like he he he's able to do him, come back and kill it, a lot of times. Yo, Tiger or Wiz? Tiger. In a versus Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. In a I'm, versus, well, just like bro, we uh, was bar for bar. Oh, bar for bar, bar for bar, Tiger. Tiger, I'll tell you this, right. bro. I'll tell you this, one time when I was still I was recording at this nigga's Tiger's house one time and he we he had like a Star Wars beat and it did like the whatever and he made a flow over that shit. I was like 16, like my mind was blown. I was like, I was learning low-key how to like really come up with flows from that nigga. Like I was like, well, he is he hard, bro. Like dope, bro. It's so crazy. It's like this nigga C said has just had a bizarre universe of our lives. Yeah, yeah, they were doing the same shit on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, it's insane. That this I forgot about that, bro. Right. It was it was Fitzroy. And then, <laughs> that's who said <laughs> that it. Name I don't that. That name sounds familiar. You know, who, you know, really you know what's really funny. Thing. I think that nigga was my like direct neighbor. Uh, he li- did he heard your songs <laughs> in your house. <laughs> that nigga was my direct he was neighbor. In your shit? He, he was my direct neighbor. I think, yeah, I think that's who that is. And it's, I got cool with him, like, years later, because he was working with Iman Omari, and I was just like, this is funny, like, years later we cool, but I forgot all about that whole little beef and that stupid shit at the time. That's <laughs> so funny. Uh, oh. Rap. Yeah, rap, right? <laughs> and then, like, why does... Wait, wait, I'm sorry. He just rolled his eyes so hard. At oh. rap? He was asking Bro, bro, like, cause you know I'm jaded, bro. Rappers is crazy. I'm so cool. Like I like, I still love music as just an art form, but I'm so jaded just from the experience of the music business. I'm just like, but I think about shit like that. Way like, we was having fun back in the day, bro. Like it was really like it was an outlet for us. It, it kept us out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? It gave us ambition. We always had shit to look forward to. Right. It was like friendly competition. Like we was all keeping each other on our on our toes. It was good. At what point did you start to get jaded? Dog, I'm gonna be real. Once we like signed and it was like you think that you have everything and then like it changed niggas' mindsets and it was just like it became something totally different than it was before. It was just became about entitlement, about it's like you feel like you reached this pinnacle and like now I just deserve everything and then you start seeing the business side of it and it just like takes away from it. You know, before it was just like we would, man, we would shoot a video with Chuck and 
get the camera and just go in the backyard and make like don't want to be your girlfriend or something like that but now we gotta have this crazy budget now we gotta have sponsors for the video now we need all these red tapes and red flags that just like suck the creativity out man i um and i give you guys a lot of credit for giving calmatic his ten thousand dollars oh yeah you know what i mean like you guys ella you guys were the test dummies to elevate him to a, a ridiculous level mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah we like bro from the beginning because me and him I met him in the dorms, and then we all got at CSUN. Shout out Northridge, yeah, bro. Northridge, it, it really kind of, like, right, birthed right. some legends, you know what I'm saying? Said, I remember, bro, you said a joke at our senior, uh, was breakfast or some shit? Where you was like, everything in here got to CSUN. Like, you got on the mic. I see the rest of y'all at CSUN. Yeah, like, everything in here got accepted. I was like, damn. That whatever. shit was for real 13th grade. You want to know why? What? Because I remember... That a college requirement was Spanish two, and I never took Spanish two, and I still got into CSUN. I was like, "Oh, y'all just let anybody in this motherfucker." That's what's up. I see y'all out there. But it still was like four. It's like it was a good school, bro. No, no, it was if you took advantage of it, yeah, it was a crazy campus, okay? You could get whatever you was looking for, especially back then. I don't, I definitely don't know what it's about right now i'm sure they've hopefully they put some more money into it but at the time like the cinema department was like new and like popping uh cheech had just put a whole bunch of money into it who cheech and chong oh no shit cheech and chong gave northridge money yeah cheech went to uh northridge ah he looks like he went to northridge (laughs) he learned how to smoke there bro (laughs) he learned how to smoke there like all of us our generation fucks these son up. Like, we the ones who got all them dorm rules and all that shit, because we was acting an ass in them dorm rules. Yes, I was. I for sure was. Yeah, it was foolish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we the ones who, like, because I remember I went back up the years later, and they had to, like, have guests sign in, and the gate was closed. I was like, that was none of that with us. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no, we was getting motherfuckers in. Yeah. Just walk. Yo, one time, <laughs> one time I was uh, messing with this you know, a beautiful young lady. And she, but I wasn't telling people that I was messing with her. You feel me? It was like, you know, in in those days, this would be referred to like as a sneaky lady. You know what I'm saying? And she popped up. What is happening around here? Hold on, real quick. Like, somebody's having fucking music rehearsal. The fucking, the bird is out. Like, God damn. But go ahead. So, um, so I'm in there studying with my manager. You know what I'm saying? Me and my manager at up against the wall. We're having a study session and like smoking and shit. You know what I'm saying? Watching TV, chill. And then I get a knock at the door. Bong bong bong. I open the door, and it's the sneaky link. My sneaky link showing up at eight thirty at night in a trench coat. I remember the story. And then I'm like, Yo, what are you doing? And, like, she couldn't park inside, so she, like, had walked. She said she had walked from, like, street parking across. She had walked from <laughs> she was in the door off. <laughs> Damn, not door off. Nigga, in a, in, and it wasn't a full length. It was, like, a half. Yeah. Ass all the way out. You feel me? And, like, I'm like, yo, this is doing a lot. And then it's 
people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't letting people know. Like, it was just not a thing that I was telling people, and everybody was awake. Everybody was there in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Wait, wait, was how did she get in? Because it was open. We need a key card to get in. Oh, no, but like, you can't. It was opening for her. Like, yo, like, you just, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And then. I let you in ass out trench coat. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so. I'm like, yo, what is happening right now? We gotta go somewhere. So we go to the car. The car? Bro. Who's your roommate? You, you had trench coat sex in the car? <laughs> yeah, what? trench coat sex in the car. Oh. Trench coat sex is living room shit. Hey, I know. But, but it was 8.30 in the, it like. Was too early. You know what I'm saying? But it's not too early to go fuck in a parking lot? <laughs> what day was it? Because I don't say the activity. It was, it was like a Thursday. <laughs> Come on, man. It was a Thursday. That's too much activity. It was so much activity. And I was very mad at Sneaky Link. Was, you know. But I was really. To say that you could walk in and out yeah. very freely, that's what an example of that is. Isn't that a Okay, I'll so next week. I'm about to say your shit is your, your time to shine next is next week. Did you have any input on it? Yeah, we kind of like do. We took like the insecure model the same way because Sarita came from insecure. We we break everything together. So when it's your episode, you like outline it by yourself, but we all have input. But so you have like you put your touches and your imprints throughout your episode, but we do everything like together. So, but we do like break out rooms. Like so, it'll be two rooms, right? Where it'll be like. We'll all as a group come up with episodes one and two together. And we'll come up with the beats for one and two. And then you'll break out and then six writers will go work on one and six writers will go work on two. So I wasn't in the six room we broke out. So I didn't have that much. Or was I? I don't even remember shit. But you know, sometimes you're not in that room for that episode. But, uh, we all work on it together. But tonight was Kid Fury and our lead, the lead Shana, Aida, uh, Aida yeah. Osmond. I I'm trying to say her name correctly, but she, uh, it was their episode tonight. It's a really good episode. Though. Nice. I gotta be real with you. I said it on Twitter too. This shit gets better every single episode, man. And I am pissed when it ends. I hate the endings of rap shit because I'm like, yeah, I like, no. What do you mean? This is, it's, it's just starting to become something. How could you end it on this part? Like it was so I'm funny. I was off. like, "Why?" I said to you and Toad, "I was like, not, not you too." too. The thirty minute <laughs> shit is crazy because it's like it's literally <laughs> HBO protocol. It's not Issa. Everybody like why Issa shows like if you're a comedy, it's thirty minutes. Period. That's it. They'll even tell us sometimes like this is too long, cut it short. So they'll make it make us make it shorter. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not us. It's like nobody be like, why Barry only thirty minutes? Why Entourage only thirty? You know what I'm saying? It's like literally Issa show. So you get, <laughs> do you get extra money for um, going on press runs and telling lies that it, Issa doesn't have any control over that? No. Don't act like she don't run HBO. I know, I know HBO is her YouTube channel. Hey man, they need <laughs> to do whatever they can to keep that black woman happy. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's delivering. No, for real, because. Even Sweet Life, like I'm a legit fan, like, bro. I'm a fan I'm of I'm so shit. pissed like, at shit. my roommate. This nigga was watching Sweet Life, and then like I found myself watching like three episodes. You mad he got I, you hooked? 
I'm like really tied in and I'm like, yo, what is going on? They power shit, shit is nigga. That's what niggas did to me with power. This shit is insane. I'm way too old to be this invested in these young niggas' lives. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, how much is that shirt that he's wearing? What does he do for a living? Then I look up the shirt. What it's like a $1,600 shirt. It's like, what's Damn. going on? I'm like, that yo. That's the biggest part of Sweet Life. I'm like, how are y'all niggas moving like this? Bro, it's crazy as shit. <laughs> is y'all daddy's John Sally or something? Wait. No, that was uh, Baldwin Hills when they had the... Uh, yeah, that was Baldwin Hills. I just made that up. That's a real thing? No, I mean, John, John Sally's Sally daughter <laughs> is, a, is a real person. <laughs> John Sally has kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, he got out on Sweet Lights. Okay. Allegedly. I used to be fucking Thailand from Sweet Lights camp counselor, bro. At Westchester you used Park. to be fucking Thailand from Whoa. the camp counselor? Yes, at Westchester Park. I was her camp counselor. <laughs> she was a teen camp, though. And I was like 18, nigga. Me and fucking rest in peace, my dog, Dyron. Oh, man. Me and Dyron, my brother, man. Rest in peace, too. But we were her fucking counselor, dog. And she was like 14 or 13. That's okay. Funny. Yeah. That's a Dyron friend. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. So, this is what I wanted to do with you guys. Uh-oh. I just went on the podcast. Um, a couple days ago, right? It was a music-oriented podcast. And we made a top seven West Coast list, right? In no particular order, but anybody who had to be there. But what I wanted to do was expand on it with you guys and move outside of hip-hop culture and just go black culture in, in all together. You know what I'm saying? Because I realized... We gave a lot of people roses for moving hip hop culture forward, but like hip hop culture and black culture are very intertwined with each yeah. other. Like there's a there's a thin line between them, motherfuckers, right? So if we had to pick a top seven West Coast black culture, culture mover, mover, okay, what what would this list consist of? And this is not your list against my list. We're Ooh. making this list together. Okay. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Well, I got and there's three, no particular order. I got three, maybe four really solid entries that need some consideration. Tell me one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. I said that on, and it was a hip hop oriented one, so he was. But one of I the, mean, this was just culture, though. Right, right, right. Yeah. And he was one of the ones that were solidified. I said if the book was called West Coast, Ice Cube would be the author. Damn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and... Forward. And he, I feel like he, um, he let us know that it is okay to, and correct me if I'm wrong, because John Singleton might have beat him to this, but I'm not good with dates. But he let us know it's dope to depict where we're from in film. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With, with Friday, with Boys in the Hood type shit. You know what I mean? I mean, they do that together. Yeah. Well, well, Friday was last week. Yeah. Well, you got to put John Singleton. In. Yeah, no, it's John Singleton. Strong John consideration. Singleton is definitely. John Singleton, and then um, Dr. Dre will be in there, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to say I'd like to. Ice Cube, Dr. Dre,
Listen, that's a very wild card, but wild I understand card. where you're coming from. Because if you got to think, hold do you on. know who Chaz Arnold is? Yeah, of course I do. No, listen. <laughs> I get, I get Bro, what you're saying. The fashion movement in LA. Especially at that time, like streetwear, bro, shoe, like all that shit. He influenced so much culture and so much He's style in LA. Oh, okay, yeah, there like, we go. That yeah, is, there that, go. That, 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 and and you know he was in Sara. Yeah, he was he's dog. one of them crazy niggas in the picture with Kanye dressed crazy. Yeah, crazy is that when they did the gay fish on South Park? Mm. They did. <laughs> oh, Taz Arnold was, was one of them. And one of these like, like he was, he was, in, he was next to Virgil. Yeah, <laughs> and and he like low key started social media with the ta- he like started OnlyFans kind of. Oh, I didn't even know. Not really. No, 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 no. But no, no, no. In the in the in the heavy Snapchat days, uh, he had Taz's Angels, mm. which was this. Which Taz was, Angels is not that that same guy. No, I know Taz. He's from Miami. Oh, I was about uh, to say. Okay. Okay. All right. Taz oh, okay. Angels okay. is Miami. Okay. I, was about to say, I didn't know Taz was doing all that. Oh. oh, never got. Never mind. I I retract that. But I feel like he's but. like our dapper Dan. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, like he's, he's definitely that's us, okay. You know so okay. That's a that's a dark horse. I would like, like to, I would I would like to keep him. I would like to keep him as the variables. Um, I wouldn't put him in starting five. What about Magic? Johnson? Oh, of course, of yes. Of course. Yes. You can. He's a solidified Come on. That was another, you know. Nigga, every, bro, it was Matty Johnson's Fridays, Matty oh. Johnson's Starbucks, Matty Johnson's 24-hour fitness, Matty Johnson's theaters. Yes. It was our culture yeah, and everything. Where you can laugh, cry, and stuff, and stuff your, your face with popcorn. <laughs> and you could do it in, in your own community. I don't think Matty Johnson knows how to say the letter N. Community, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, all community. Yeah, but who gives a fuck about the N word? Who else? Um. Okay, Issa Rae. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna man. put her up there. Yeah, bro. I, well, of course, Nick too. I was, I, that was wait a thing. minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. I said. I told Issa this after when Nick passed. I was like, "There's nobody doing more right now for LA than you." Right after Nick. Like you are the North Star right now. Nip was the North Star, but I, I, North Star. I think, and I also feel like Nip That's put the crazy. fire under ass. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that story helped her want to push that more. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? She was already kind of doing it. You know what I'm saying? But I think she did it way more after that. I, and I also could be wrong. Nip might be number one. Number one? Uh, I'll give Maddie Johnson more than Nip. Come on, now, bro. Come on, bro. No, not, I get what y'all saying, but just what? Listen, just listen. You gonna put Nip at the top I, of the list? We didn't even have ne- to put an order on the it. list, and now you're doing this. No, listen. <laughs> I, I ain't never seen Magic, nigga. I, you would still see Nip no matter what in the hood, giving inspiration to niggas physically. It's one thing to do it from a distance, but like you I mean, would literally see Nip magic. everywhere. Listen, magic Johnson is on a higher level, though. Oh, of course, I've yeah. seen. I didn't seen Magic a couple of times. Where would he get his little camps? What was that shit? That Maddie Johnson summer shit. Summer, uh, summer uh, Midsummer Night's Magic. Whatever that shit was. Well, he had the he had the bro, like especially during the like nineties and shit. He's not even from here, and he putting on from here. Like we well, got with Kobe too, then. Yeah, he is. City, yo, he inspired the world yeah. from the city. He inspired the oh, okay for Kobe. Kobe, Matt. I say, where are we? Where but they are not we? natives. No, fuck right. that. We gotta keep it at native. No, bro. we don't. We know. Yeah. No, Magic. 
So that's that, why Nip is over Magic, because he's a nope, native, bro. Nope. He's on the list, but he's not over Magic. He didn't do more than Magic. Magic Johnson put white places into black neighborhoods. Like, we didn't have Starbucks. We didn't have a movie theater. Yeah. We didn't have movies. Bro, nigga. how did they let... Have you ever seen had a Starbucks name something? We, we had... Come on, man. We had a movie theater. <laughs> I mean, because you... I mean, Wait, do you remember La Brea Coliseum? Where the fuck was it? La Brea Coliseum was a movie theater. Nope, I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, it know. was a movie theater. I don't uh, know a goddamn thing about that. Is what well, I'm trying I mean, to tell you. You might be right. I don't know no theater. Where the fuck was it? It was that was this whole. It was LeBray and Coliseum. That was it. Nope. Where the Chase Bank is? That was a movie theater. Oh, maybe I don't know. I'm telling. I'm not. I'm, I'm, telling, telling, you, I'm telling you. I'm. I ain't never heard that. I motherfucking know. So I'm letting you know. Okay, it was called Magic Starbucks. Like, how the hell did he do that? Nobody has ever done Nobody's that. Nobody's ever done that shit. There's no way in the world that's been able to put their name next to and Starbucks. Then, and then he liquidated all of that shit, to buy bought the into the Dodgers, and then brought a World Series fucking to L.A., you know what that's I'm saying? L- okay, that's L.A., but that's not... That's, that's the not, culture. That's not that black, though. Nigga, Mookie Betts. He li- he Mookie he Betts did it, bro. What are you talking about? black culture... For LA culture, no, bro. Black people are integral in all of that shit, bro. Jesse, Jackie Robinson. I stand by my statement, and I'm standing Dude, by my well, statement. How do you feel about this? Now that we're at an indifference, I feel like he liquidated his black culture assets to to for an LA asset in general. He did, and that's but you kind of go into what I'm saying again with the dip thing. I ain't gonna try to keep bringing up this thing, but no, I mean. Hey, you it. love Nip. I do. I, really, so, I was listening to Nip on the way here. Okay. But no, real shit, though. The Dodgers, let's keep it real. Like, it's Hispanic fans in L.A. It's not. Which they are. They here. They in arms with us. They in our neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they here with us. Bro. It ain't us. Yeah, that's our. Niggas is not at Dodgers Stadium like that. That's, like, our, co- that's our culture cousins. I understand that. But, like, culturally, baseball is in black people. You got okay, Daryl Strawberry is from the sixties. But what are you even saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's from the I'm saying culturally baseball is in niggas, bro. Basketball is in niggas. What are <laughs> yes. you talking about? You're, yes. not, you're sounding crazy, also, bro. I don't understand also, how you're yeah. expecting people to jump on what you're saying. Also, I've been saying I played Little niggas. League and it was popping. Football is and in it niggas. was all niggas. Baseball is not in niggas. Not. What are you talking about? I disagree. Right, it's okay to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> if you look at it, who's playing, it'd be a lot of like Afro Latino oh, niggas. Go ahead. And then look at basketball. Niggas. 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 Yeah, yeah, same but, thing. No, we're saying different things. Nah. Afro Latina and, and black is two different things. Mm-mm. You can't leave out the Latina. Don't, don't discredit their Latino. Yeah, they still niggas. They still Latino. <laughs> but, oh. This is a good time. You're a competitive person, right? Very. <laughs> I got a game called Celebrity Network. Uh-huh. My good man back there is going to give us a celebrity. Uh-huh. We say their net worth. Whoever is the closest does not have to take a shot. A shot? Of liquor. A shot of the drink and a Paloma. You want to just chug your yeah, little chug? Yeah, a little that's chug. fine. I'm going to take a shot yeah. if I lose, which won't happen. So this will just be sitting here. Um, how by you the doing? way, the Paloma's good. By the way. Thank, Thank you. you. I've been yeah. tweaking that motherfucker for the past couple weeks, and I've been practicing. How, how is it? I like Palomas. You just I turned you on. Pause. All right. 
this one should be easy for all y'all to make the most sense. Six million dollars. Sammy Sosa. Magic Johnson. I knew Ooh. he was gonna say that shit. I wish I would have knew he was gonna talk about this shit. Mm. Magic Johnson is worth six hundred million dollars. Cause he don't need Dodgers. <laughs> But he's no Rihanna. <laughs> so you want six hundred? Yep, million dollars. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven fifty. Seven fifty. Rihanna worth over a billion. So what's magic? I'm yeah. I'm gonna go seven fifty to eight hundred. Fifty. Yeah. <laughs> he got the Dodgers. He got like two percent. Like I'm gonna yeah. go four fifty. Four fifty. Seven hundred. I got 750. No, you right, said 600. Okay, you fucking, look at this nigga, bro. Didn't do it on purpose. Didn't do it on purpose, bro. You always trying to vilify, vilify me. No, not vilify. Trust, I just trust listen. yourself next time because you was right. Magic Johnson is worth $620 million. Yeah. I was right. Hello. So. I don't got a drink. So you got to take a shot at the liquor. You know, he's he's done. Miami ruined him. Oh, yeah. Miami <laughs> put me at the bro. But I'm going to take a, I'll take a, nah, I'm yeah. going to take a big go. Yeah, yeah. For sure. 7 Eleven. It's okay, Evan only drink half his shot. I'm gonna take the other half. It's okay. Trace yourself, baby. What's that on your shirt? So this is y'all know Sham since he seen? Mm-hmm. You heard him? Mm-hmm. No artist from LA. Uh this is March from his show. I went to a show, he did a called the Set Gallery. Hmm. The Met Gallery, the Set Gallery. Hmm. And he had everybody dressed up to come to the show. Like they from the set? That? Like it was a, like he was going to a, ga- a gala, gala, whatever the fuck. Right, that's one of them GIF <laughs> yeah. gift words. But nah, yeah, we, I went and bought it. You know, I be trying to support everybody. You know, he's hard too. Like I fuck with this shit. Everybody take him on the chin. Is that is that S or C? S. S. Gotcha. Yeah. Where, where were we? The, our seven list. Our top seven list. Oh. Yeah. Our top seven list. Where are we? We got Maddie Johnson as. The you build, might as well just put Nip on there because he's saying won't shut up about it. No, hey, that, that's my name. We share a birthday. You feel me? Oh damn! Yeah. We got yeah. Magic, oh, thank you, man. Magic, Issa, Nip, Ice Cube, Dre. Uh, that means only two more people. Then we should think really hard about this. Tookie, Tookie Williams. Gang culture is LA. Period. Tookie Williams, and he introduced gangs to LA. So Tookie Williams. <sighs> How can I come on, bro? I'm gonna give it to John Singleton before I give it to Tookie. Both six and seven. John Singleton. Hell nah. How you, bro? Gay culture is LA. Tupac. I would give it to. It's it's Tupac. Where is Tupac from? Tupac is from Baltimore, but don't get it twisted. No, he's from New York. No, 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 no. From Oakland. He he represents Oakland and LA. He was born in New York. The West Coast. When you figure out that he really only. Came, like, I was shocked when I figured out. I love Pop, but like for some LA shit, he came out here after he got out of jail. For if you don't know nothing about hip hop at all, you still know that Tupac was the West Coast representative. He of was, hip-hop. but it, and he hurt me. They get to find that out. But that was our that was our guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was our face. Like, and he equally represents the Bay and LA, and the Bay. Needs their credit for being the West Coast. You know E40? Oh, shit. Damn, yeah. We didn't even put no. We didn't talk about it. Too Short. We didn't even talk about E40. And my curveball that I always like Davi to throw Diggs? in. Diggs? <laughs> <laughs> Keep the sneak. 
Well, shit, if we go in there, nigga, Raphael Sadiq been putting on for the West Coast. Oh, nigga. Raphael Sadiq been putting on. Shout out Raphael Sadiq, man. He makes perfect music. He really does. He makes perfect music. And he elevates the the, uh, West Coast sound. Shout out to you, Raphael Sadiq. You make perfect music. Honorable mention. Anytime you want to come out on the podcast, pull up, bro. Yeah, you're not about to make this list, but honorable mention to Tyler, the creator. You get what I'm saying? Bro, dude, I was thinking about Tyler one day, and I was like, man, this nigga was so fearless. and he, He's fearless in creativity, period. But I remember one day, I was with Casey running around. This was years ago. And we were... You remember when Mustard used to DJ everything? Yeah. I was going to a party to perform with Casey, and it was a hood-ass party, nigga. Like, I'm talking about, nigga, the Hunnis was in there. Roland Hunnis was in there. You know if them niggas is in there, it's a hood party. <laughs> So, nigga, we performing and Tyler performing, and it was all these niggas from Hunnies on the stage, and, like, they wouldn't get off, and Tyler was about to perform, and this nigga was yelling at, I was like, is he crazy? He's he was fearless. like, get off the stage. Like, he was taking a performance so serious that he yelling at these niggas from Hunnies to get the fuck off the stage. Nigga's I was like, fearless. this nigga is crazy, dog. And this was when he was probably, like, 17 or So something. serious about what he does. It's crazy, bro. He, he, he's about this life. Yeah, he's. I saw his concert. Uh, I took my little nephew at uh, the at the crypto. Mm-hmm. That shit was hard, bro. I, I don't listen to his music, but uh, I definitely appreciated the fuck out of his performance and went back and listened to the last album. And that shit is no, it's, awesome. It's really good. So that shit is awesome. You um, named the curveball in passing that I wanted to say should be a candidate for. Davy Dicks? Yeah, but I call him Mustard. Oh, okay. Oh, that is a... That His is name terrible. Dijon. Well... Funny enough. Yeah, I mean, to, bro, if you think about where Mustard came from, bro, he really... But if you, think about what he, if you think about what he did, though, yeah. he has the relevance to this list that Dre has. Meaning, Dre uh-huh. bought hip-hop from New York, Mustard brought hip-hop back to L.A. He did. Single-handedly. He did. But. Did Snoop not make this Single-handedly? Right. And it. Yes. Yes. yes After right. 2010, yeah. who else helped bring hip-hop back to L.A.? Kendrick. Him and YG. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Facts. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Kendrick is like That's, my goat. But like, what? Kendrick is the, is like, I feel like the TDE camp went out their way to not use mustard beat. You know what I'm saying? To, to differentiate themselves. I don't think they went out their way. I don't think... And no, I don't, they, I don't no think, what I'm saying is they got tracks over Mustard Beats, but they went and out... And then, like, you're also... We're also, like, discounting... We're also, like... Like, there was a lot in the way for Mustard to even get to Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Because he had staples in YG. He had staples Wasn't in, too much. Wasn't too much in the way because he got production. With, they got production with each other. No, but I'm saying like he was doing way too much stuff with with them and fucking Ty Dollar Sign. Yeah. Who we're, you know, we're not yeah. mentioning who is all right. Should be kinda like if we can't Snoop is on there, bro. We got it. Oh right. Okay. Snoop. So, Snoop is, so let's reevaluate Snoop. all this. Can we reevaluate all this for a second? Snoop is Please. Because so, niggas, niggas might need to make some variables. And remember right? who we're talking about. Magic Johnson is worth six hundred and twenty million dollars now. Yeah. That's not put That's why my shots still too many people on So Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube. Excuse me. You gonna put Snoop? You ha- there's no way you can't put Snoop. 
There's no way you can't put Snoop. There's no way you can't Snoop. put Snoop. Issa Rae. Issa Rae. Issa Rae. <laughs> no, just <laughs> John Singleton. Nipsey Hussle. Did I say I ask you where? And we're I still not, and we're I missing see. a lot of people. Right. So Lisa we, Leslie. Let's start. Ooh, over. Can we start over, bro? No. If we're talking, that's a great. No, no, candidate. but like, but that's like, a great candidate. She's not but, making a list, but that's a great. Candidate. Serena Williams. Love you, Lisa. Serena Williams. Serena. Well, but like, no, no, but like, we're still like. Yo, I'm starting the WBA, bro. Niggas gotta go for Serena. If we're like, what Compton. is this list? What is this list? Is what is black this culture list? moving forward? What is West this? Coast, list? West Coast black culture. But, okay, forward. let's really talk about it. Like, I, Serena's I'm a big has to be on there. But like, how yeah, is Serena? Yeah, I'll beat your ass. No. Wait, what? How is Serena? I have what? Once. You have beat Serena's ass. I play Serena. You the male Serena. Wait a minute. That's a story time. You did what? I beat she's in tennis. Oh no. You mean Serena? I didn't know, nigga. No, I didn't say that. You said you what? Played. You played Serena? I wouldn't say played, but it was. It was, it was played. You went back and forth with Serena on a tennis court. Well, Drake could beet her. <laughs> like, if she like a Chris Brown life. meet and greet kind of thing. <laughs> no, Chuck was filming um, Serena for uh, like some BTS shit. Oh, like, and you were days, the, you were hitting them all back. I was like, oh yeah. We, put, we we raced each other. She beat me. But is it a real race? Yeah, it was a race. We raced UCLA She's fast track. as fuck. And you know what's crazy? My fucking male ego. I was like, there's no way she's about to beat me in no fight. Like, I, I was. Did I she dust you or did she like? No, she beat. It, this is random. It, in the race, it was me, her hidden partner. Uh, I forgot his name. Troy. Boris Kojo. Oh, okay. And and <laughs> Serena and I came in dead last. Boris <laughs> Kojo beat you in a Boris Kojo came in first. Yo, what? <laughs> Yo, that Boris was the Kojo most random shit I've Yo, ever heard Boris in my entire first. life. You're the most. <laughs> this nigga is the most. I just happened to be there, nigga. I know. Bro, wait. Wait, I'm sorry, bro. I'm Boris sorry. Kojo fast as fuck. <laughs> Bro, it was random, dog. It was so Boris Kojo fast as fuck, bro. How all right? How long was the distance? It was hundred meters. We raced on a hundred meters. Track. She was training at UCLA. We raced Y'all did a hundred. You wait, bro. You did a hundred versus Serena and Boris Kojo. You did the worst at the hundred. <laughs> and the hitting partner. Yeah, all right, now so how in shape were you? Huh? How in shape were this you? This was. I was like twenty-four. I was in some good shape, so I was really like, all right, I'm about to be on these niggas, like. But her hitting partner was like damn near a pro tennis player too. Yeah, right. so it's, he, it's a pro hitting partner. So he was. I didn't think. I, I just was like, where does she play? She's in good ass shape. Like, she, what's she second? <laughs> Wait, where does she play? <laughs> where was the hitting partner? <laughs> Y'all got going? so many questions. <laughs> it's really it's a fair just, question. No, it's so many fucking questions, bro. Like. I think Serena came in like second or third. I don't remember, but I remember I was there. Like That's a far. Super Bowl commercial we in itself. We just know Boris is first, Boris C. Sanders is last. No, <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect fucking uh, Super Bowl commercial, bro. Boris Kojo, Serena Williams, uh, the hitting partner, and C. <laughs> <laughs> just running 100 meters, and then C. San finishing in last. And you could slap whatever logo. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter what logo. Yeah. Wachovia. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's the reason I got my this is Hulu has last point. <laughs> that's the reason I got my passport though, is that day. We were literally sitting there after we raced and she was like, Are y'all coming to Montreal with us? And I was like, Oh I'm like literally like, I don't got no pass I don't know, I don't have a passport. And then the next day I was like, That's the type of shit. You never know what can happen. I was like, that'll never happen to me. He's like, I gotta stay ready. Yeah, I gotta stay ready. Yeah, I get that. So yeah. Serena Williams, the the culture mover of the West Coast, inspired That's you so funny. to get a passport. your passport. Wait, okay, back to Boris Kojo, bro. He was fast where are you from? Fuck. I don't know. He was fast as fuck though. Like his his kids was hitting with Serena too. It was a crazy like they just That's went in so like, hit with How old is Boris Kojo, bro? He Look was that fast, up. dog. He is, well, he's an actor, so. He, he was, was acting fast. Too. And he tall. He's like a real athlete, bro. Tall, in shape. Shout out to nigga. Boris Kojo. He's 6'3". Which one is Boris Kojo? 6'3", down there, 6'4". Oh, this guy. Okay, okay, okay. No, I be getting him oh, and Shamar no, more He ain't, he ain't buff for no reason. He no, fast. He, he really be working out. He look like Jason Taylor. That's good. Good fit. And he got a super fine wife. He got a... Oh, uh, Nicole Ari Parker? Yeah. 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 Shout out Nicole Ari Parker. Fast niggas. Fast fast That's... So, <laughs> rumor funny, has bro. it, you guys, Boris Kojo <laughs> is faster than Serena Williams. <laughs> but hey. Serena Williams has the city on her back. So that's probably why she's moving so slow. And she also finished, she just came off finishing the training set. Maybe she was, her legs okay. was a little tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she had just she... been running. This nigga Boris showed up for the race. You know what I'm saying? He, he showed fresh. up for the race. This nigga Boris be telling that story hella different. He was like, yo, bro, I beat Serena Williams. And then there was this bum-ass nigga that came in last. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him some water. I went to the cooler. Got him some water. He was just now finishing. <laughs> and then he was like, Hulu got a lot of sports. <laughs> Wait, we got to fix that mic. You want to do it like this? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. There we go. You did that? Um, can we do another round? Let's go. Boris Coach. <laughs> Please don't do that one. I, I, of course I'm not going to do that one. Nicole Larry oh, Parker. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the culture mover. Damn. Is she at that Billy conversation? She's at six million. She's at six hundred million in my magic number. He's just gonna keep saying that. Let's see how it goes for me. Uh, I actually drank my shot. I'm gonna say seven fifty. Didn't you do that last time? Yeah, y'all niggas doing the same. <laughs> this nigga, this nigga talking about he he bringing out Mr. Morale and the big steppers. She got over a hundred million on the tennis court alone. Bro, she yeah, got and what about Nike? That's what I'm saying. And then all Beach them, by Dre, right? And all them Gatorade. other ones I ain't heard of. Probably a, a Neris, probably Mercedes or some shit. You said six. I, I said keep, six. Keep doing the same shit, man. Which what number you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do five. Fuck it. All right, just a, a tip here. Earnings, career earnings, and net worth not yeah. quite the same. You know, you we're know. going by the Google net worth, nigga. Net worth, two hundred and sixty million. Oh, oh damn! She got a damn, so she. But she's earned four forty in her playing career. But you know, you spend, so you buy a yacht. And also, ain't she married to Reddit? Yeah, that's not her net worth. It's not a prenup some shit. You know? How much he worth? 
Good for him. Because half of that good is her. her net worth added to that so that I can be right. So I ain't got to drink your song. Nah, you good. You good for you, man. You good, you know? We was talking about but some good... why, oh. though? Why are you so afraid of these drinks? See, it's not afraid. I just got a relationship where I got I got that bitch under control. What happened? Damn, he was kind of calling you that bitch. You calling yeah. her who? No, the, the liquor was calling No, okay. he was kind of calling you a bitch. Oh, no. But, I, wasn't. <laughs> uh, I was trying to get him to drink some liquor. I'm sorry. See, what had happened was... Uh-oh. All you got to do is challenge him. He'll drink. He might I'm not. listening. I kind of want to, but I'm not. I'm no, no, not don't do it. Me. You ain't missing nothing. It's Thursday, nigga. Yeah, it's Friday. It's tomorrow. It's college weekend. Do it for CSUN. I'll take a sip. Hey. <laughs> take a sip for CSUN. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> CSUN, that's CSUN. They used to nigga. The internet says Reddit boys only worth like 70 or 80. That's interesting. The internet is just it's wrong, wrong this time. But, uh. What happened? So we did ABFF for, uh, rap shit. Yeah. All Black Film Festival. All Black Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And this is That's not what it stands for, though. Yeah, that's good. Is it stands for All Black Film Festival? American. Oh, American. Okay. Tomorrow. No. My bad. I'm, no, no, I'm no. I'm black, the network. My bad. ABFF and these niggas got me drinking for long. But anyway. <laughs> so coming off of, we did, uh, Easter did a Hooray Takeover in D.C. And I did a panel there. Mm. And nigga, I got drunk as shit and was so hungover at the panel. It was bad, bro. Like, I, I don't think I bombed the panel, but it was like, nigga, I was up there struggling. You weren't proud of it. I was not proud of it. Okay. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to make sure I'm good for the panel. And then literally immediately after the panel, we did the boat, the yacht shit. Uh, so, the Miami yacht shit? Miami yacht shit. A nigga that DJs at all the strip clubs out there. So mm-hmm. he, anyway, I get on the boat. I'm going to just give y'all the whole day. I get on the boat. As soon as I get on the boat, they only got Ciroc at the bar. I'm like, Ciroc? Like, I don't drink no fucking Ciroc. There wasn't no daily on? It was nothing else but Ciroc, right? Okay. So I'm like, damn, I ain't not about to drink. So I said, fuck it. I take a shot of Ciroc and I get a Ciroc and lemonade. Bam, two drinks. Oh. All of a sudden, it's tequila on the boat. I'm like, we in the middle of the ocean. Where the fuck this tequila come from? Right. Somebody lying. Was it Leon? <laughs> no, it was Casamigos. Uh, my bad. They was just stuck. I ain't got no Somebody was, you know, he's somebody. I don't know. And my bad. Then, she didn't put in on this. <laughs> <laughs> so then I switched to the tequila. So we going crazy. They ordering shots. I'm ordering shots, whatever. We drinking. I probably drink about five more. So I'm turned. I'm on a boat. Yeah. Stupid turn. So we get off the boat and we off the boat. And then as soon as I get off the boat, they like, I'm like, I'm gonna take a nap because I know we're gonna go to the club that night. I'm like, I'm gonna take a nap. I'm not gonna say who, but people on the boat. Oh, this nigga a bitch. Nigga, you a grandpa. This nigga want to go to sleep. Ah, yeah, pointing yeah, to my face. Yeah, and shit. I'm yeah, like, they ain't drawing no dicks on your face. Nah, these, ain't <laughs> any, these ain't white people. It's okay. So we go to the, we end up going to the bar. We go back to the hotel instead of taking a nap. And my dumb ass switches to bourbon. So now I'm drinking bourbon. Oh, yeah. Wow. Was fooling. So now I'm I'm dumb low. Fooling. Yeah. We go to dinner. I'm just having drink champagne, shit like that. This is all day I'm still drinking. Yeah, you drink every color liquor imaginable. <laughs> then we go to the club and I'm drinking bourbon again at the club. Who the fuck ordered bourbon at the club? You? Yes, I ordered bourbon. Huh. So now I'm drinking bourbon at the club. Then How we the go hell to you get bourbon at the club. Then Phil and 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 Diallo and ba- no, not Diallo and come, but Bashir from 
top five, they come. <laughs> and then Phil was like, let's go to the strip club, wherever. And I go to the strip club, and now I'm drinking Hennessy at the strip club. And nah, nigga, I sense. saw, do y'all remember Chris Bahamut from Westchester? Yes. I randomly seen this nigga in the club with a big ass chain. I'm like, this is like this nigga from, I'm like, is this nigga Chris Bahamut in Miami? Hey, why is that chain looking like Chris Bahamut? <laughs> <laughs> But now, anyway, it's like five in the morning. I'm drinking Hennessy, bro. Then the whole next five day. Five in the morning? Five in the morning. Yeah. Next day, bro, we got the screening for rap shit. And I am, I'm, I've never been so hungover in my life, nigga. Like, I'm hurt bad. You wanted to die. I wanted to die, like, real shit. I mean, so I'm sitting there watching the fucking screening, and I'm just, I got glasses on. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm about to throw up every second and shit. And then we go to dinner, and they brought out the Franzino, that fish. And I was like, oh, no, that'll that's make it. you throw like, it's fuck over. Up. So I'm throwing up and shit. And then I came home. When I got back home, I just, not even to be that nigga, but I recently, I started therapy. So I go home and I start therapy. And my therapist, she like, she South Central older black lady. She be on my Oh, she sounds lit. That sounds like a good therapy. It is. It's amazing. And nigga, she was just on me. Like, you self-sabotage. Like, just really just like asking me, why am I doing this every time? Like, if you notice, and then... It just made me start think, rethinking my relationship with liquor, and it was like, I gotta just start controlling that shit, and not mm-hmm. letting it have control of me. And she like, we was thinking about, do I have anxiety? Why am I drinking so much? Well, you know, just what I'm saying, like, there's no reason to do what I was doing. Right. Why the fuck are you drinking all these different liquors, nigga? It's some mm-hmm. reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you not enough? You gotta be a different person around these mm-hmm. people. Like, it was just getting mm-hmm. real deep. So I just been changing my. What's your therapist look like? Is she bad? <laughs> she don't she sound old- that bad. Your older black I know, but you could be bad enough. <laughs> she looks like she used to be bad. I ain't. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. But no, nah, for real though. So I just, Wait, I ain't drinking like that. Not fall into the trap. So my liquor shit is like, I drink. Like I'm not gonna turn it, but I ain't about to be doing what I was doing. Like, ever since then, I'm like, four drinks is my max. Like if I go somewhere, I ain't special. That's plenty. That's enough. Cause I be, and then I also be feeling like that shit is embarrassing sometimes. So even though people are not thinking about it like that, but it's like, damn, I'm just at the table looking at her. You know what I'm Listen, saying? Like we want to talk about embarrassing stories. I can talk for days. I think this, this nigga Evan had to fucking uh, cuddle me, cuddle me on the party bus home because nobody wanted to be near me because I was thinking like, grown up on the party bus. That shit ain't cool. Just to be the. It's not cool. It's not. It's really not cool. And then we, we were talking about this shit earlier. It's counterproductive, like, when the next day you got to do shit. Right. And, like, we ain't like we used to be. Like You're taking, taking, you taking away two days of your life by, mm-hmm. by having fun for a couple hours. Yep. That part. Like, first off, you can't do nothing else with the rest of the day, depending on when you start. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the next day is just fucked. Like, you got to have a whole recovery day. Yep. And it ain't like a workout recovery day. Oh, hell no. <laughs> you just slumped. can't be hurting. Can't Slump. move, body yes. hurting. I really be posting that fucking uh, Ace Boogie from uh, for Paid in Full, nigga. Right. Where you be laying in the bed after you got shot. <laughs> that be beat, dog. Hurt, nigga. That shit is the worst. Um, we were oh. we were talking uh, off screen about um, spades, and like you you be playing spades. Oh, just so y'all know, um, we had a guest on here playing Cody. He has a show oh, called the World Series of Spades. Yeah. And I'm in the tournament to, 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 I'm in the, um, 
the beginning phases of trying to get on the show, right? So you win the tur- you win the tournament on your phone, you get to get flewed out to L.A. Hmm. And they should still give you money for a plane ticket, nigga. I'm just gonna fill out the paperwork and say I live in New York, but, so I can get a plane ticket of some sort. What? I'm hoping they give you the money. Then that's not how that works. I know it's not gonna work. <laughs> That's why, and then... What kind of fairy tale did you build in your mind about this situation, bro? What are you talking about? I was trying to get a check. I was trying to get a little check. That's why I was happy. But, no. And then I'm coming back to this nigga text messages like, hope y'all win. I'm like, I bet the fuck you do is to come in under budget and keep the rest, nigga. Oh, <laughs> but, you told him you submitted? He know. And then he was, he was, telling, he was telling me and Bertone, like, hey, uh, y'all live in the same house. Don't cheat. Fun fact. All these niggas is cheating. Yeah, come on, man. Nigga, if you think we ain't on this app and you ain't on the phone with your partner right now, nigga, niggas is cheating, nigga. Sure. I was like, nigga, ah. this this nigga Bretonia was like, how the hell they know to play that right there? I was like, they fucking cheating. This is what happens. Nigga, it's, it's niggas cheat. That's what? But anyway, <laughs> hopefully we win. We not winning too much. <laughs> we played four games. We won one. That's not good numbers, bro. It's making me question. Yeah, they're not. Did y'all practice before you got in the tournament? No. When I say practice, I mean, no, we did not practice on this application together. We have played spades in real life, and we kill niggas. My mama and daddy owe me two brunches. <laughs> okay, so we actually do win. Don't play me in BM. All right, but you <laughs> saying that you come from environment. You told us you come from environment where spades and dominoes and shit get real serious, bro. So again, my family has done a lot of time in prison, and I would never. And when we have like family functions and shit, I remember it was one time in particular. I think it was Christmas or Thanksgiving. My my one of my uncles has done on and off for like twelve to fifteen years or something like that. And then there was this other dude there who was fresh out of like doing 25. And then my uncle's son was also there. And he had just came home from doing like three or four. So it's me and them three niggas playing spades. <laughs> hey, and you know what? You know what's dope about you? You can hold your own in that environment. But go ahead, he's done. But dog, like literally every move I made, like every all them niggas not even on my team is critiquing me, and they putting so much fucking pressure. And these niggas is sticking to like the G code, nigga. It is like we are on the fucking yard playing, mm. playing this shit. So like it, that environment taught me how to like really be ruthless and aggressive with the shit. Like I take that shit so serious just because that's how I came up playing. You slam the, your dominoes? Oh yeah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. But them niggas, like it's crazy. Like you, especially in spades, it's like it's, I ain't even your partner, and you talking shit about my plays, or you holding me accountable in the ways, and then they looking at you. It's literally like a Western standoff every fucking move you play. It's like they looking at you to see what you're going to do. And I'm sure niggas have got their ass beat <laughs> behind shit that they do. I but playing with them, it raises the bar of, like, how you play spades. And the play. seriousness of these games. I was like, nigga, this ain't even a game no more. It's not. <laughs> like, it's not even a game. It's like a, it's like a life stance. I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm one of the black people that don't know how to play spades. Uh, have you okay? Did you have a PC when you was a little kid? Yeah, I know play solitaire. You know I play hearts. Me? Did you not? Did you not get sick of solitaire and play hearts? No, nah, I got because I promise you it's the same thing except spades is hearts. No, 
You didn't play Hearts? I didn't play. I was Damn. playing Minesweeper. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I hate it Because it was frustrating when you get <laughs> halfway there and you click and then all of a sudden that shit over with. Yeah, hey, I was I'm playing Minesweeper. When I was looking, I just, I just remembered this maybe like four months ago. I was a, such a hopeless romantic in grade school. I would be on my family's PC playing solitaire. And I'd be like, if I win this game, me and her are getting married. <laughs> I knew you was about to say that. Nigga, I did not win the game. <laughs> that motherfucking solitaire fortune was right. Yeah, I did not. Everything I said happened. When I when I said this would happen and this would happen, because like if I did like my my personal shit, like personal like endeavors, yeah. I would win. But when I did some relationship <laughs> shit, I would lose, and I'd be like, "It's just a game. This is a game. There's no to talk about." But that motherfucker you, was right. That's I would never suspect that from you. Yeah, I did it in secrecy. Yes. Fortunate thing about me is I had all my heartbreaks be hella sus. Like, why is that fortunate? <laughs> why is that fortunate? Like, Please explain. Okay, I what? All my heartbreaks, I didn't, I didn't really have a leg to stand on for why I was so heartbroken. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no agreement between me and the other person that we were something. Were y'all no. dated? <laughs> so, no, no. That's what so I'm saying. So you're heartbroken with somebody you've never dated. Yeah, but the okay. vibe was there. You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> vibe was heartbroken off the vibe. The vibe wasn't there for them, but it was there for Oh, them. ain't no way the vibe wasn't there. Ain't no way the vibe wasn't there, nigga. Were you getting catfish, nigga? Was this Metro Tale? <laughs> nah, this is... What the fuck is a Metro Tale? The nigga who got catfish. He don't know sports or references. Oh, we talking it's sports? on Netflix now. Oh, we talking sports and Netflix? Netflix? Yeah, now. I know everything you're talking about there. Oh uh, yeah. How you wait a minute? You don't know no sports. I play. I don't. I don't. That's watch. what I'm about to say. You clearly play. I sports. play. I don't watch. I I get bored watching sports, and I be like, nigga, why aren't we just playing this shit right now? <laughs> that's 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 how my that's how I feel. We need. You know, you you was talking. We need to do some content of recording me playing tennis. Mm. Ain't got me fucked up. <laughs> we can do that shit manana, and we no, can, you've been and we you've can been back with this episode. I've been I've been bashing you on the internet that I could beat your ass in tennis. I just want to let the video speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, damn. We can just play. Damn. And 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 that's why he got the intro he got because he's that type of nigga. Damn. He was like, listen, this is what happened. He's one of them, and I I feel like I'm one of them. But the detriment to me is, if I get momentum, I get very bravado, and there's a lot mm. of bravado behind me. And then once I once I focus on the bravado, I'll give that shit back. <laughs> <laughs> it's real easy to get in this nigga head. Let me win. Let me win, and then you can whoop my ass. <laughs> that is real easy. Like I'm like, ah, nigga, you ain't got shit on me, nigga, and then I'll and then I'll just give the game back. <laughs> before and after is hilarious. Yeah, for sure. Because then, I, because then, I like I can't deny the truth. You know, I'm not one of them niggas. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'd be like, nigga, one. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, he, he came and he came to play. <laughs> that one of them yeah, but like, you know what? The funniest part about this nigga is, hmm. if you beat him, mm-hmm. 
you might not be able to be his friend for about two days. <laughs> no, I've gotten better at that, bro. Yeah. You're a sore loser? No, I used to. I yes. used to just take shit so yes. serious. But I, I've gotten way better, bro. Like, that's why I'm in therapy. I haven't seen that part. No, therapy yeah, helped you with yeah, that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, wait, what'd your therapist say about, like, that? Well, I don't know. This is going to sound... I don't, even, I don't even know if I should say this. But this is going to sound crazy. But it was one day, I used to play... When we first signed our overdose deal, right? Like, nigga, it was like, all right, we got this chick. Like, and niggas was going different ways. And I was just at the gym every day. And I was playing basketball, right? And it, it was the summertime. And it would be these little niggas there playing every day. They went to, like, Beverly High or some shit randomly. And it was... That sounds like little niggas you were running to yeah. at And I'm playing them every day. And I remember one day, I got so mad at one of them little niggas. Like, I pushed this nigga into the wall. He was, like, 15. <laughs> And I was like, yo, you are wildin'. Like, after that shit was, like, my come down. Like, all right, this nigga. Wait, what, what was the context of, like, what did, did he, he do? I was just killing him, but, like, he was getting so frustrated that he was, like, super fouling me. He was talking. You know, them little niggas got no respect. He was talking crazy. Yeah. And he was just so under my skin. And then I got, I just got mad. And I just pushed him. Into, I was like, yo, I'm, like, I'm so out of pocket. And after that, I never took, like, I was like, I'm not about to be that competitive. And my dad is so, he is so, that's where I get it from. And, like, when I be sitting back now with this, like, bird's eye view of myself, and I play my dad in tennis or something, and I just see the shit he's talking, I'm like, damn, this is what I was on? My dad be tripping. Like, he, he is trying to put his foot on your throat and just step on you when he's playing. Turn like, sideways yeah. and shit. American History X. Like, that's my is. favorite person to beat. No, yeah, it, it is satisfying when you beat them, but like that shit is like calm me down. So you're right, that used to be me, mm. but like it's damn. It is, yeah, like, and I calm down. When did you start taking therapy? Not that long ago, probably like honestly, like four months ago. Four months ago, I started therapy, and um, people told me when you take therapy, when you find a good therapist, it'll change your life. I didn't realize the subcontext of what they were saying when you find a good therapist. But I got a therapist and I hate her. <laughs> she was horrible. Yeah. I hate her ass. I hung up. Like it was a phone therapy session. I hung up on her ass and she called me back and I did not answer. Mm. I was like, I'm telling you how much I feel overwhelmed with how much shit I have on my plate. And the answers you're giving me are so condescending. Like, I feel like you think I'm an idiot. She was like, like the shit she was telling, I was telling her, like, I got a lot of shit going on. You know what I mean? I got fucking kids. I got this. I got that. I got this. I got that. I got this. And every time I am focusing on one thing, I it's, it's like depressing me because I feel the other thing's dying. Right? And she was like, maybe you need to use your calendar. I was like, bitch, you don't think I fucking use my fucking calendar? You don't think I tried that? <laughs> and then she was like, maybe hire an assistant? I was like, bitch, you think I go for an assistant? <laughs> I like, and I'm like, I'm like, why do you think with the things that I'm giving you that I am literally doing and putting into fruition that I didn't try those things? And you see how much I value my time. Why do you not think you're a waste of time right now? I'm hanging up on you. 
And I was at the gym. She was taking away from my workout. And I was already telling her, like, I was like. You was doing therapy yeah, at the gym? That's, was it she was late. Oh. She was 30 minutes late. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, nah, bro. Oh, she got to go. And then and then the funny thing, so I got a psychiatrist and a therapist. On the phone? Both of them, my insurance gives me phone shit. And COVID, my insurance and COVID combined equals phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> but my psychiatrist, I love him. His voice sounds white, but he gets me. Hmm. And he is, he like, the way I talked to him, I was like, I want you to be my therapist. And he was like, I've already been assigned as your psychiatrist. So, like, I can assess what you're saying and give you, like, medicine for that. That's so whack. I'm that sorry. Yeah. But, like, like the fact that he can't, like, give you, sig- like, that his role is not to, like, give you suggestions. It's only to medicate you. That's whack. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of, like, ju- like, jumping to conclusions. But, like, is he saying that he can't? Give you suggestions based on like what he is seeing and assessing from your life. He did. He did um, set boundaries because I was trying to turn him into my therapist. Like I just kept opening up to him, but like I felt because when I went into it, I was ready for therapy. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of um, the black community, maybe not so much in this day and age, because we have really been pushing the mental health narrative, but. Like they're they're the hardest part is getting them to actually open up, and I was emotionally ready to open up to this person. So I was like, I'm gonna give you something first. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you all this. Whoa, turbo! And then she and then she didn't know how to receive what I was saying, and I was like, Why would I give you more? Because what I've already given you, you didn't give me anything back that I that I felt useful. Mm -hmm. This is the therapist. This is the therapist, yes. And I'm only judging our voices. She, He's the psychiatrist, white man. Therapist, Hispanic woman. There's an interesting tweet. Uh, I, I am a Twitter head. I love Twitter. Twitter. It is one of the uh, most Sodom and Gomorrah and most, like, paradise places on the planet. Uh but there was a tweet that was going viral the other day, and it said, uh, you know, like, I'm tired of these uh, therapists, like, talking about how hard it is to, like, have black men as patients. Therapists say that? There's, yeah. like, a, there's like, a sect. There's, like, a sect of, like, TikTok that yeah. is, like, black, or, I mean, therapists talking about how black men are hard client, uh, patients. That's crazy. Then the response to it was like, I got a Latina. (laughs) It was like, I got a Latina. And she didn't have the same self-hate that the black people do. I don't know. It was it was was a very like layered. Yeah. But uh, who do you follow on TikTok? (laughs) I don't follow anybody on TikTok. Oh, that's why. No, no, no. I follow everybody on Twitter. Twitter, But it was from TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Go on, go on, go on. And so, um, but the conversation turned into, you know, as a black man, like, who should be your therapist? 
Um, and then there was, you know, a conversation about, you know, black women and like sometimes the disconnect between the men and the women, does that play a factor in the therapy? Um, so like, then they're not that many black men therapists, you know? And so like, who can you talk to and who should you talk to? Right. So it, it was just interesting. And I think it's a case to case basis, honestly. Right. Like, yeah, what works for, for you may not work for me or whatever. I felt person. very comfortable talking to that white man. I, I, I don't know. And, I and, and, and on paper, I would not see that being a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he also lost me a couple of times. He, you know, he told me, he was like, I told him how much I hated the therapist. And he was like, all right, I want you to just try her for like six months. Six, six months? months. Yeah, we you got me. Right. Yeah, I said, I said the same thing in my head. Yeah, he was like, way. he was like, it was like, he was like, and I want you to tell her why you felt uncomfortable talking to her. I was like, for what? Is, am I trying to make her better? Yeah, or is she trying it, to right? make me better? And he, and then he was like, you know, iron sharpers iron. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, no, you, got me, you got me fucked up. No. You got me fucked up. Like, I wouldn't be doing that. Not an iron with a PhD. I'm not supposed to be sharpening that one. And then, like, I felt <laughs> like I was, um, he was taking advantage of me knowing that I'm not dumb. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, if you talk to me, you understand I'm not an idiot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, he was like, I think she can benefit from you. <laughs> he thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> my bad we are going somewhere we are going to such a great I knew, place I knew I knew exactly what was going on because like, because clearly I'm an idiot but um, <laughs> allegedly you to say allegedly allegedly I'm not an idiot no when you when you laughed I knew what was going on because I'm an idiot but <laughs> fuck this <laughs> For real though. Like, like, no, fuck you. Fuck you being a better therapist. You're not a good therapist. I need somebody better. Like, I'm not trying to help you be better. You're supposed to be helping me. I got problems. Now, all right, you you have a black woman. You have a Latina woman. Allegedly. Um according to her voice. According to the voice. Now, did it take like a was there like a warming up period or you kind of just jumped right in? Dude, so even the, the shit that she's saying is the reason why I never started. I was like, I'm not about to even look because I didn't feel like I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted an older black woman who I oh, felt okay. like was going to be like my auntie or grandma. Like I was talking to somebody who's older, wiser, who had love for me, who was also could identify with where I come from. So one day I was telling my homegirl. You just wanted a grandma you didn't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but one day I was telling my homegirl and she was I'm like. I'm sorry oh. for sexualizing your therapist. <laughs> no, you watch The Sopranos? No. Oh, anyway. But uh, he sexualized his therapist. But that shit is funny. That's it's natural about. for a man. But, um, yeah, she told me. She was like, I just started therapy. And she was like, I got this therapist. And she was like, old black woman, older black woman from South Central. And she was like, she be getting me together. And I was like, damn, for real? I was like, that's what I've been looking for. And I was like, give me her info. I hit her up. And from the first session, I was like, yep. This is it. It wasn't no head collar. Oh, it's going to be okay, baby. It was like, oh, yeah, I got you. But uh, she was getting me together 
quick. Like it ain't really, like I said, it's no coddling. It's no, it's gonna be okay, baby. The world is no. It's like nigga ain't life ain't fair, nigga. Put your right. shit like you know what I'm saying. It's so what like, you gonna do with that? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I love it. But I need it, and she helped me through so much shit already, and I'm just getting started. You know what I'm saying? Breaking down layers for me and shit. And I was dealing with especially a lot of shit with DK. With you know, I mean, I don't know what shit happened, but I was dealing with a lot of shit from that. And talking with her through that just like helped me tremendously. And I don't want to get into all that, but like just saying, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she really is helping navigate. She get it. Like she from South Central. She still live out here, you know what I'm saying? She don't deal with mostly just black clients, especially black men. So it was perfect for me. I'm like, I tell people all the time, if she water, it's not it's not for everybody because right. she ain't finna sit here and like, she ain't nothing. Nope, at all. So Yeah, I need that. Um, you know what else I love about this nigga? Tell me what you love about your He's dad. He's an empath. <laughs> I am though, yeah. He is he, your ability to feel for others is amazing. Like you're admirably unselfish. And then that makes me question like, do you come from a um do you come from a home of privilege? Did you ever have anything to worry about? Shit, hell yeah. Like it's crazy. My life is like it's two halves. Like all up until I think seventh grade is when I finally got a foundation and my dad and my mom got their shit together. So they got divorced and then when they got divorced, my dad was broke as fuck and my mom was broke as fuck. Me and my dad was sleeping on the couch together in a one-bedroom apartment. Didn't even have a bed. Didn't have a car. Nigga, open up the fridge and it's the frozen $1 burritos and a jug of water. Like, that's it. But they, fire, though. they was, though, with, with the top of T.O. <laughs> like, that was my whole life till like, middle or right then. Or, or bill, right? Whatever. Come on. Right. But then as soon as my pops got a job and got, got steady, like... You know, they made up for all that lost time. So from like, I would say like eighth grade on, I was cool. Like mm. my parents had decent money, middle class. But before that, niggas was broke. <laughs> so mm. I know both sides. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like right. eighth high school and shit in college, I had a lot of help from my parents. So where do you think you get? Where do you get? Where do you think you get your from? I mean, I mean, both of my parents. I think my mom instilled a lot of that shit in me, and then just being out. Dealing with a lot of your emotions on your own, like an only child, parents divorced, dealing with that shit, and, and like I said, the shit that I was dealing with when I was by myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, my pops was, used to go to work at, like, nigga, 3, 4 in the morning, and then we he getting up off the couch. We Some days, we so close on the couch, like, I would be, like, 11 years old, nigga. Imagine an 11-year-old sleeping, and I'm big, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and he getting up, and I'm there by myself, and I'm just like, that creates humility you know what i'm saying like i'm humble because of that shit like that's humble beginnings you know what i mean and then wow. you know family nigga honestly like i come from my i love my family death but it's like my family is grounded me you know what i'm saying we ain't we don't come from shit you know what i'm saying so yeah. from that and then yeah i just always led with humility like even more now you know what i'm saying now that i'm older in therapy and shit but like I guess that's where it come from. Just parents. My mom ain't gonna take no credit for that shit. She be like, "You your own person. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to do with it." But I'm like, "Nah, y'all got." Yeah, something I, to do with that I know shit. where I know where it's coming from. So yeah, I would just say that. Yeah, my parents really honestly okay. in the upbringing. Okay, so we gotta finish this list. Damn. Wait. Oh. Seven West Coast Black culture movers. We have not got it to seven. And I How love. Do we have love. We don't have shit because we had like twelve. 
So let's start over and get it solidified. Who okay. is you? First off, Magic Johnson's going to be there. Magic. That's the only one that we know for sure. Mm. And Ice Cube. No. I, and unfortunately, apparently, Nipsey is more solidified than Ice Cube. <laughs> we were talking about Nipsey and Magic, but Nipsey is on there. Nipsey has to be on there. Nip. Magic. Magic Johnson. Nip. Ice Cube. John Singleton. John Singleton. Snoop. No, we was trying to add Serena. That's what it was. We had seven. Snoop has Curry. to be on there. Who are you taking out? Snoop is probably more influential than Dre. Y'all started talking about like mustard and Valentine. Mustard, mustard can't be on there. That's it. He deserves. If, if we were talking about, if we were talking strictly hip hop, mustard has to be on there. But black culture, no. So if we have to whittle it down and we have to choose between Dre and Snoop, it's Snoop. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we got Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Serena. We have Serena Williams. We have Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube. John Singleton. Issa Rae. Yep. And Nipsey. And Nipsey Hussle. Top Are seven. we standing on that seven? Yeah. I'm Hold still on. standing on Tookie. Because <laughs> Tookie ain't in that. So who you okay, taking off the Nipsey, you got to take out. If you're going to put in Tookie, you got to take right, out Nipsey. Nipsey is, there's there's Nipsey, there would be no Tipsy. There would be no Tipsy. There would be no Tipsy. It wasn't for Nookie. There's no Nookie if you're not Tipsy. I mean, but. So Serena is on there, though. Because. I would say I there needs to be. so because that we have female representation with Issa. with Issa and but like who did more Issa or or Serena Issa are you sure I'm nigga? positive are you sure no, nigga? Nigga, y'all gotta y'all gotta really think about this right because listen I'm a stand I'm an Issa stand of course but I've seen it from jump yeah but. Serena, like, you haven't seen Serena, but... Serena is more inspirational, maybe, because of the height she took. Like, so then what are right we even store. saying right now? But, nigga, is Serena putting money in pockets like Issa is? You know I don't know. People Issa employed yes. in the city? I don't know. She who, put who, money who in your pocket, you raced her, you got paid for that race, right? No, I didn't. Oh, I got yeah. a passport because I heard though. Oh, yeah. yeah you paid Serena for ain't got enough of you. She ain't got no businesses over here. Fact. Like, okay. Man. Yeah, no. Then... I don't know. Listen, this nigga used to put money in my pocket. Yeah. So she's over Serena to me. But I don't think that's the, the differentiators on this list because I think there's niggas, none of them niggas put money in my pocket besides Issa. So. But you were, what, who impacted you specifically more? Than you? Think about that. I don't know. And I don't think How I'm much like, Serena has impacted you specifically? But I'm, I got to fight for the black woman. Issa is a black woman. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like you would fight for another black woman. I want to fight for more than one black woman. Well, I'm saying like Naoki Ozawa. What's that girl name? That's, that's the tennis Naomi player. Osaka. Yeah, ain't no her without nah, no. This was Serena over Lisa Leslie. I would buy Lisa it. ain't making it, bro. <laughs> right? Because Serena, Lisa and Serena. I don't right? know, man. Lisa Leslie, man. I fuck with Lisa. Inglewood, stand up. Lisa Leslie, stand I mean, up. The WNBA ain't doing enough to put Lisa on the ma- on the list. Yeah, nah. I mean, it's no shade. I'm going to get something to drink. It's more shade to W. You want to do what now? Get something to drink. It's right here. Oh, you want a soft drink? Yeah. No, I'm good. 
Yeah, man, I think that's... I put... If we want to put Serena in there, then I guess maybe... Who got to go? Who got to go? Because, look, Snoop... Nipsey ain't coming off. (laughs) Johnson ain't coming off. And I got to be real with you, Nip's at the bottom. And Tupac is not going on. No. Mainly because... So, like, mainly because I feel like... Nip's insane, yo. Nip would be a stronger candidate had he lived longer. He was just getting started. But, okay. As far as legacy building goes. Who on that list, if they passed away, would have that funeral and that shit in the city the way he did? Nobody. Exactly. But like that's the impact, right? But like you also wait, know, wait, wait, like wait. the reason his, his he everybody on that list. What are you talking about? No, and oh. a Royce Royce is driving down, driving down like his fucking if Ice Cube dies, there's no Rolls Royces and if shit. Ice Cube dies. Goodyear would put Stop. Ice Cube's a pimp on the blimp, and they, no, and they've never done that. You know they put today's a good day on the on the blimp yeah. because they don't condone the word pimp. Well, they would do it again and say today's a good day. They're not going to put pimp. I think they. I think that they might make an exception if Ice Cube <laughs> to put pimp. Ice Cube's a pimp. They would do it for one day. I think they would. Serena, I think somebody would pay. I just think Serena ain't on there, man. I'm sorry. You saying no to Serena? I'm saying no. Oh, she's so. I know. Serena is losing to Issa, but I still think Serena needs to be there. I think we. I think. I think the West Coast deserves two women representatives. And there's not another woman. Two is enough. <laughs> but of these, I'm saying, are we not missing out on like an obvious like Lisa Leslie? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Hear me out. Talk to me. Regina King. Oh, I would put um, Debbie Allen before Regina King. Yeah, I would put Debbie Allen before. Regina. Debbie Allen got real estate no, with her not, name we on can't, it. We can't make it about, like, the career. I'm talking about specifically where they impact the city. I know. Debbie Allen has more impact here. Debbie Allen. Sure. In the city than right. Regina. Honorable. Regina, you're you're not making this list, but honorable mention to Wendy Raquel Robinson. I mean, influence of the culture. Wendy Raquel Robinson like influenced all the greatest of the West Coast. There is no Issa Rae in the way we have Issa Rae if there's no Wendy Raquel Robinson. So AGC, so AGC like, birthed a lot of niggas. So, so know, do we need to rethink this list? We gotta rethink this list. Keep like, talking. I gotta go pee pee. <laughs> we had pee pee. I do. Keep talking because Wendy, Wendy used to be talking about. But, so like we gotta rein it in a little bit though, you know what I'm saying? Like we're getting a little unhinged. <laughs> we gotta very much. look at the facts and the impact. So I think that I think our seven is. And two. so how come Kendrick isn't on there? Because bro, like I, again, Kendrick to me is he's my goat right now. But Jay-Z by this criteria, who's like pockets he putting money in? His That's what I'm saying. Like Kendrick ain't outside, bro. Yeah. Like I, I love Kendrick, nigga, but like. He ain't. Like, that's why. I, he, I, what you mean? The, the, the shit, shit for the hood? Like, the content? Oh, the, the shit they do at Watts. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe he doing shit that we don't see like that, but I'm just saying. And, okay. I am a big fan of Nipsey. Put me on if I'm not. But, like, who's 
Who's, whose pockets was he putting money in? Bro, they live, first of all, we right around the corner from the whole corner store that they got. Right. That whole shit. That was employing. Yeah. Okay. And then the Vector 90 shit that they started that was right. teaching black kids tech in our community right around the corner. You know what I'm saying? That's real. I think DJG is right in saying. Had Nip lived longer, he was, yeah, he just, was just getting, getting that foothold in all of that shit that we would know the impact so much stronger. Like they, they're doing their best to keep his legacy alive and shit, but there's a lot of way he was doing something that he was chosen to do. Yeah. Not everybody can just pick up on the shit that he does just because you know just because he wants to. That's his gift. I'm about the beasties right fast. I think Magic is number one though. Yeah. yeah, Magic has to be number one. And then Snoop is just he's more he's, he's more iconic. You know what I'm saying? Super League too. football and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, Super League. That's, that's what we got to measure it by, though. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. We can't just add. Like, I love Virginia King. You know what I'm saying? But, like, what is those impacts? You know what I'm saying? We can look at Issa and see Hilltop. What is the difference to see all the jobs that's going to We can look at Magic, right. Magic Johnson Theater. We can look at all the businesses he put here. People he employed. You know what I'm saying? The people that they you touch in the city. Well, we think cultural impact, though, too. Like, I don't... It's a gang of people, man. It's a lot of legends. We got a lot of legends. No, I don't think you fit this criteria because all the Damn. and shit, he was doing the same thing. He was employing niggas in the yeah. hood. Beast you know, of those. In a real way for the first time. Who, who, he who, gave who, us that Y'all added more? Right, yeah, hell yeah. No, no, no. Karen Bass. The seven. Maxine Waters. Ooh, Maxine Waters. We didn't got no problem. Maxine, oh shit. Damn, that's a legend, she bro. That's for us because fucking Cam. Cam right, that's, 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 that's a legend, bro. Wait, wait, wait. Well, funny story about, uh, about Maxine Waters and how she's a legend in the community. I used to go to the, um, the uh, fucking um, Queen Mary every, every Halloween. Yeah. And we was late up there and we was told that there was the sold out tickets. And... <laughs> I was with Cam Titus, and uh, his mom called up to Queen Mary. He was like, yes, I am with Maxine Waters' grandson right now. We are trying to get tickets. I heard this sign. She she represents this district, and <laughs> and we got fucking tickets because of that shit. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't well, know if I could. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if moving Mipsy, the culture forward. <laughs> I don't know if Mipsy could have did that. Hey, stop, man. I don't know if we're moving the culture forward with that, that's but that's, that's a bar for you. That's a, that's a legend. That's a legend. That's a bar. We got, we got our second, though. I think that's a So who is the seven? Magic. Yeah, Magic. Magic Johnson is number one. Magic, Cube, Issa. Nipsey. Yeah. Nip. Snoop. Snoop. John Singleton. John Singleton. Why you you don't like that. Here? What are you? What, why don't you like John Singleton? I was, I was frowning at the number six more than... than it's not number. ranked. It's just... I was like... No, no, I'm saying like, ooh, there's only one more. That's what I that's okay. what my head was thinking. Okay. I was like, oh, shit, we're at six. That, there wasn't John Singleton or... I, mean, was, I think ranked. you got to make the choice there between Dr. Dre and Serena. Dr. Dr. Dre and Wendy Raquel Robinson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dre or Serena. Hmm. That's that's the... That's the um, hmm. I'm gonna go with Dr. Joy. Yeah. Serena's there though. What's the city impact as far as Dre? Like, he's legend. But what's he doing for USC? No, Audubon. The USC shit? Didn't Audubon. he do some shit with Audubon? Yeah. Okay. 
Kendrick Lamar. If anything Kendrick Lamar does, like it, it, it was only be able to be done because of the elevation that Dr. Dre gave him. Allegedly. <laughs> yep. So Dr. Dre did? Dr. Dre. I'll, okay. I'll take that. I'm sorry. Real quick, one more time. What is this seven? Snoop Dogg, Magic Johnson, Ice Cube, Issa Rae, John Singleton, Dr. Dre, and and Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. I know you won't let me forget. That's why I let you laugh. Who's your favorite rapper? Kendrick. To me, like, what well, Jay-Z is like, it's the like Jordan and Kobe. Like, I know Jordan. Kobe is my goat, but I know Jordan is. The goat. Like, for me, I know Jay is the greatest, but for me, like, relatable and Kendrick is my goat. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I wasn't, like, the biggest fan of the last album, but just the body of work, period. What's your favorite Kendrick album? That's tough. Like, musically, it's to Pimp Butterfly, but, like, nigga, like I said, that DK shit and all that shit, when I started listening to Damn, literally not when Damn came out, like, two years ago, Damn started hitting me in, like, a, a different type of way. And I was like, oh, this is what this shit mean. This is what he was going through because I'm going through this shit at the exact same time. Mm. There has never been an album in my entire life that I related to more closely than Good Kid Mad City. Mm. He's talking about the shit that I was doing in the time that I was doing. He like was like an 05 mm-hmm. from Compton. And yeah. Talked about coming up to my, my school. school yeah. We said that shit. You know bro. what I mean? I was like, you was them niggas? Yep. Now I was like, oh shit, there goes them niggas from somewhere else. Bro, that shit used to be so crazy. When the bell would ring, we would go to student parking lot and it would just be random niggas right there at our <laughs> gate. Like, what are you weird old niggas doing right. here? Like it was I jail. I my life now. Like that's Right, now I, gotta, now I got to exit at a different gate because I just don't want smoke. Bro, they shot Remember they shot at well, with Kevin, but I'm not trying to be over here talking about. It, but like they remember that shit at the yeah. end. They shot at K back literally at the. It, what is that street called again? Park Hill or whatever. The yeah, fuck? that 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 student parking lot. Yeah, street. that street. I was like, bro, this. I can't believe I go to school in this shit. I'm supposed to be focused and concentrating on my finals. I got to worry about getting shot. Right. <laughs> niggas coming from the 105. <laughs> exit it right there. They could get right. off right there. Just wait. Just, just exit it off Sepulveda. Coming to get, coming to get us from In and Out. Ooh, In and Out. Oh yeah. Speaking of In and Out, I think this is a good time to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> you want to ask him about rap shit? Do I? Absolutely. <laughs> That's a yeah, great time. So we didn't talk about rap shit. So here's the thing. This is a big conflict that I have. I be like wanting to like compress the motherfucking episodes because I'm like, ah, people be saying it too long. But like, I be engulfed in good ass conversation yeah. with with dope people. Like, so I be like, don't end it now. Like, you just yeah. still got more shit to talk about. Tell me about the writing process of rap shit. Let me tell you what I know, and let me, and then maybe you can add on to this. I know it was very COVIDy when you guys were writing. And it was very zoomy when you guys were riding it. And a lot of you motherfuckers was next to each other on Zoom. Like, it was a lot of Inglewood-ass yeah. niggas. Like, Elise told me, 
I remember we was like on Zoom and it was like a thunderstorm in Eaglewood and like three of us would be having oh, yeah, a thunderstorm yeah. in the background and shit. How was that experience for you? Because she only let me know the experience as her as a first time writer. So this is not a new experience for you. Well, it's not your first time in, on the, at the rodeo. Mm-hmm. What was writing rap shit like in comparison to a regular rapper? A right room. Well... Zoom in general, especially for a comedy room, to me, some people love that shit. I hate it because it's like the comedic timing may be off. You may be trying to pitch a joke and it's freezing or a nigga can't hear you. You're looking at their face and they not reacting and you're losing yourself in the middle of the pitch. Like, it's just, for comedy, I think for drama, it may be cool on Zoom, but for comedy, like, I'm not a big fan. Because the timing is up. Yeah, it's very it's just, and then also, like, you got to be so vulnerable in the writer's room, right? And then, like, if you sitting there, you may be more comfortable in the actual office with your girlfriend out there, your husband out there, right. your mom in town because COVID and she's staying with you. Now you don't want to talk about this story. All the people that are the basis of your jokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're sitting right there. So you're not like your true comfortable self. So there's all those factors. And then when we did it on Insecure, Insecure was way worse because it was what Insecure was better because we knew each other. It was camaraderie there. So when you get on Zoom and you have four years of familiarity with people is like this is easier mm-hmm. but that was peak pandemic like mm-hmm. we started insecure room in march oh damn so it was like we didn't know Fresh. what the world was right. and y'all didn't was, stop no nah, we did all zoom straight through but then we got a rap shit it's like i saw the difference because it was like oh we don't know each other you know what i'm saying like it's like three people here who know each other right where every day it's like no oh so this is awkward like we don't know each other and then we had to like we did icebreakers every day where like somebody would ask a crazy question and we all answer that shit to try to get to know each other. And then we would try to do like How do you win- do a trust fall on Zoom? <laughs> I mean I know, but it, it's hard, bro. Like right. you know what I'm saying? So that part of it was like tough because we had to get to know each other. Then you also gotta be comfortable. Like I'm not gonna sit here and spill my heart out. I don't even know you. You know what I'm saying? Like so we had to build up that. And that's what made it secure so great is like everybody knew each other. We had relationships built that over the years and it was able to, you're able to show your most vulnerable self to contribute to story but if you don't know somebody it's like i'm not gonna sit here like even how i was talking to y'all like i know y'all so i can be like whatever but you know so that part was tough for rap shit but then once we like got our legs that's why it's funny you saying it just gets better as it goes you gotta think we the chemistry the in the chemistry. writing room was it was strong. just like it just kept growing gradually to the point where it's like oh now i care about you as a person now you feel mm-hmm. more comfortable sharing with me and then also we just learn how to navigate Zoom, which again I pray that that shit just goes away. Fuck for a writer's room. Fuck Zoom in the writers' room. But in the writers' room, it's just so much better in person. I'm like, God, I cannot wait till we are free from the shackles of just doing writers' room. Mm-hmm. Hey, are these chips as loud to y'all as they are in my head? I don't know. I just beasted some Cheetos because okay, I had then, to. And your Cheetos didn't bother me. But I gotta swear, these chips are loud as fuck. Oh, well, it was loud in my ear. I couldn't but... really hear it. I think it was just in your ear. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I'm making sure because, like, you know, right here. What about you, Chad? I ain't ain't got the headphones got on. Headphones. He's half assing his job. <laughs> <laughs> but, what was, I, what was I gonna ask? Um, so, that's interesting that you say that the chemistry grows in the writing room as it grows. And we can kind of see that on the show. Mm-hmm. 
what is the chemistry like and how is that relationship built between the writers and the actors? It's, it all happens on set. Like you That's have just to, what I'm saying? Yeah, it has to be because you can't. Even when we was do we did our table reads on them. So even that is like, Damn. they don't know us. You know what I'm saying? They hopping on. They just seeing a whole bunch of unfamiliar faces and they have to perform for, you know, the execs there and writers there, maybe pressure. Um, but once you get on set, it's like you really get to build those relationships with, you know, the actors and the writers. And sometimes it gets difficult because it's like the schedule of production is just like it's so fast paced. You know what I'm saying? You don't always have time to sit there and try to be buddy buddies. Like, yeah. we got shit to get done. But, you know, that's like, I feel like one of my specialties. You know, I'm, I try to go make real human relationships with everybody as much as possible because I can see, like, okay, they may be feeling some type of way. So I'm going to go talk to them and try to see how, gauge how they're feeling and, and rein them in a little bit and take a little bit of pressure off of the situation. But with the actors, man, we, it helped that, of course, Ida was one of our in the writer's room and she was our lead and she was like a little bridge but I feel me personally I feel such a good relationship for all the cast because I, I went to Miami bro I had to mm-hmm. they called me I was at a backyard I was at a backyard function out here and they called me like man we need you to come down to Miami and I was like shit and I was like when they was like Friday it was literally Sunday I'm like what <laughs> like y'all need me there by Friday and I have to pick up and move to Miami how long were you there three months damn three months moved to Miami and did damn near almost the whole like they did a lot of stuff we had to reshoot so much so yeah I moved down there and one of the writers covering sets so I feel like wow that's it, awesome man, it was crazy bro. so I've heard this about filming in Miami and tell me if you agree or disagree fuck filming in Miami it is not easy bro like it's, it's so hard because one basic they don't have the film industry infrastructure that mm-hmm. we have L.A., New York, Atlanta, whatever. Chicago. Yeah. All those places that consistently have production. So, and then think about it. Like, we was filming, or at least trying to for the most part. We in Liberty City, Little Haiti, Opelika, like, all these crazy overtowns. Mm-hmm. You knocking on people. You knock on somebody's door over here, it's happened before. Right. They'll feel out of kind of, okay, cool. Or they've heard about it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But down there... Sometimes it just be like you ain't know you ain't filming over here. You ain't blowing up. You know what I mean? So it was like we trying to authentically show your city, but at the same time we hit with these barriers to not be able to show because they don't want to film it on this block because one of the houses feel like you know what I'm saying or whatever the case may be. And then the weather, bro. Oh my god, it just it's bipolar. So you got rain delays, thunder delays, lightning mm. delays. You know what I'm saying? It's tough, but. It's a beautiful city. I'm, I think we did our best to like capture it as, as much as we could because we want to show it how East to show that LA. Like mm-hmm. we want to show the real Miami. Like these are people that live. It's they similar to us. Mm-hmm. Like you know how people come out here and like I hate LA and they in fucking North Hollywood and shit. It's like no, that's Miami ain't in LA. Exactly, and Miami natives is like that. Like South Beach ain't. No, that's not the real Miami. Mm-hmm. Other side of the bridge is and like we was. You know, engulfing ourselves in that culture and trying to like really authentically show it as much mm. as good. Okay, as a writer, I found I've heard a lot of people say they put themselves in experiences so that they have stuff to write about. Do you find yourself doing that? It's the same way I felt about rapping. Like I was one of them people. Like I couldn't if I didn't live nothing, I didn't have nothing to rap about. And that's mm-hmm. the same way I do with, with writing. Like. 
even like it's funny now. I'll go to like a function just to try to people watch, mm-hmm. just to try to gauge interaction, see relationships, see dynamics. Like you're like a party analyst. Now. Yeah, like I don't even just go all the time just to be in the mix. Like oh, I'm analyzing human behavior when I'm at this function. Right. Like, and like same shit. Like, well, why are you drinking so much? Do you is, is he have anxiety? You know what I mean? Adding that to story and stuff in my mother. Yeah, definitely. You put your experiences into the... This has to be true to the characters. Like, everything that I want to do, at least, is character-driven. So it's specific to these people that we craft. But, yeah, no. Like, I definitely... We add our lives and our situations and things that we observe to, to all these characters to these stories. And what about the correlation between therapy and the writer's room? Oh, it helps so much, bro. Which you, one's better? What you mean? As far as, like, being vulnerable and talking to him in the writer's room? Sure. I don't know what I'm I don't know. The, the writer's room, <laughs> no, but the writer's room can't be therapeutic. Like, I've had, like, real break. Man, bro, nigga, when we was doing season, the last season of Insecure, when uh, we was breaking Molly's story about her mom, my grandma had just had a stroke. Mm. So while we were using a lot of, like, my experience in a hospital. You're mm. Molly? Kind of. In that, in that, yeah. in that, in that, in yeah. that sequence? So like it was, I wasn't even like ready to even talk about it, but I was, I had to contribute, and I would be like, damn near crying sometimes. It was like, damn, I, I just went through this shit, you know what I'm saying? But you know, you share that shit and, and try to, you know, you get comforted because it's like a safe space, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes it's like, you know, I don't want to be sharing all this shit, but like sometimes you're forced to. It's like, fuck it, I'm here now. I need to, I need to address this, and a lot of other writers can contest to that shit. It's like. Some days it'd be like, fuck, I'm going through this with my mom, my boyfriend, my mm-hmm. sister, my fiance, whatever the case. And then do other writers inspire you to share more? Oh, hell yeah. When some people are like, you like, you see somebody else being super vulnerable and they tell a real personal story. That like, shit fucking landed man. too. You're like, oh shit, I'm gonna. Yeah, hit. like, damn, all right, let me just, because it's gonna help too. It'll yeah. help the story and help the room. It's like, all right, fuck it. You know, I may not even want it to, but I see you doing it. Mm-hmm. Now I feel a little more comfortable to do the shoot. Yeah, that's crazy. In, in writing, uh, you have, all right, you've kind of like written, you've been writing comedies and stuff, but the podcast was, uh, that, yeah, that was like a whodunit mix with like a, a comedy. What do you find your sweet spot or what do you feel like your niche is in writing? Is it like comedy? Is it? Time to fuck out. What'd you do with the podcast? <laughs> we did so looking for Latoya and I know before, what it was, but what did you do? I wrote the the podcast. We did a scripted anthology podcast. Oh, yeah, it was seven episodes we did. Yeah. Oh, I worked with legends too, bro. That shit was crazy. It was it was really fun. We did. Uh, I worked with Jason Weaver. Mm. I worked with uh, Jackie, who, who's on Sister Sister. The mom yeah. on Sister Sister. I Jack A. Yeah, I worked with. Uh, Amen from Snowfall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We worked with Marseille. We had a lot of people on that shit. It was fun. Desi Banks. There was a lot of people on there. But the podcast, man, that shit was heavy because it was like our our instructions were to handle like all these these heavy political topics and try to like, you know, it was satirical. So mm-hmm. we had to like make fun of them and like mm-hmm. highlight like, you know, maybe missing black women. But one that I really was not trying to fuck with we did a hospital episode we like flipped it to like a missing baby but we was trying to do like the issue of like black women's treatment when they give birth oh. and i was not trying to write that shit because that shit is like scary to me and right. i was like i don't want to tackle like no black woman giving birth 
getting mistreated, so we end up doing like a missing baby in the hospital. But for me personally, it's like whatever the story fits. Like if I come up with something, I feel like it's a drama. Like I, I'm down for that. You know what I'm saying? If it's mm-hmm. a comedy, whatever the tone is. I found out in the room, like everybody in the room plays a part. You know what I'm saying? Some people are like a heavy joke nigga, like a nigga who can just say a million. Like it's a cure, like Phil Prentice. Issa, Natasha, like, they can just do so many jokes. And, like, that ain't me. Like, I can't pitch 30 jokes on one line. Mm-hmm. I'm funnier in script than I am in, like, joke pitches. But, like, I'm a story guy, you know what I'm saying? I give experience to the room or, like, a little flavor. So, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm a chameleon, bro. Like, I can, you know, navigate and try to get in where I fit in. I don't just, know if you know this about yourself, but what I've heard about you is you're invited. Invaluable. Like if what I've heard is you are your next step. That your that time, your time, your like your time, time, your time. You have not peaked yet. You know what I mean? Like, and your time is coming, and you are the one to bet on. That's what I've heard in that's the streets. Crazy, man. It's hard to like. That's not hard to always take compliments, but it's just like damn. How do you receive that? Uh, what are you supposed to say to that? Oh, okay. No, that's like, it's, I'm, that's something I'm working through of, of like dealing with pressure ain't real, but mm-hmm. I be feeling like I be putting pressure on myself from even you saying that. Right. Because I feel like I owe it to like get it to a certain point to even help us out because I know we all be like, I got to stop putting that pressure, you know what I'm saying, on myself. But right. Nah, that should be, people be telling me that so much. I'm like, what? I met with another a young black writer who works, I won't say for sure his name or anything, but he said that too, and I was just like, we, he don't know me from like a can of paint, really. He just right. know me as a writer. He don't know me from L.A. He don't know me from shit. And then we met, and he was just like, man, I, I just really want to connect with you. He was like, I think you, it feels like you the next black showrunner. I was like, what? Like, why do you, it was so crazy to me that right. he said that. I was like, what? Yo, I, I mean, like we, <laughs> we didn't we didn't really go into it, bro, but like, I've seen kind of like your rise. You know, you didn't start off in the. You weren't a writer that just like submitted to some 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 camps and some you know festivals and then won that. You were a PA. You were an office PA. You know, I saw you on on stages like multiple <laughs> days. You know what I'm saying? Like putting in the actual work. So like it was a combination of being there at the right time, putting in the groundwork, and having those connections that like puts you in this position. So like it's, you know, it might feel like it's a surprise to, to you, but it's something that you've been working towards and other people have been seeing that shit. So like, you know, get yeah. used to it. I've never been surprised to see you anywhere that you, all your accomplishments that you have accomplished. I'd be like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it be right. crazy sometimes, though. Dog. Like, I be really thinking about it when I talk. Like, it's like, what? Like, nigga, I was doing all this shit. Like, I mean, work with Pharrell, tour with Chris Brown. Right. They I'm saying it now. Right, chose Like, what? Nigga, that don't even make sense. Like, if you look at it, in a, in a just from a like, like you know, as a like, if you had to write it out, like, I'm like, like, damn, I guess so. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. Like, yeah, that shit did happen. Like, right. You know, whatever. I be having to catch myself with that shit too. I'll be like, I mean, if I wrote out what I have done, like, yeah. Bro, y'all, so. he meant, no, real shit. I was telling y'all this shit. It's funny, this nigga tricked me with the this shit when y'all fake the beef. 
But I was <laughs> like, y'all shit, bro. I used to literally, because, nigga, when, when Issa, no, Pharrell was trying to sign overdose. And I found out about, uh, what's the shit called? I Am Mother. Mm-hmm. And then they did season two of Aqua Black Girl and this shit. And I started just watching y'all shit. Like, I was legit, like, fan. Like, I wouldn't hate y'all right. saying, like, but I was tapped the fuck in. Like, that shit is legendary, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I know y'all talked about bringing it back and, like, finding versions of it. But, like, you gotta, you know, it's a time and place for everything. Like, I was telling you before, like, I'm work. I'm trying to establish myself as somebody who can really move shit in this shit not just i'm i have no problem being a vessel and being an asset but mm-hmm. like i gotta eventually get to a point where i can really do something standing on my own mm-hmm. and like all that shit matters like we gotta bring all that shit back you know what i'm saying when we can but it's just yeah. that shit is not easy <laughs> fact no it's, it's it's a heavy it's a heavy task and there's a lot of people left on the way of doing that you know what i mean so yeah. blue Go away. Go away, bitch. <laughs> uh, my, that's one of my favorite things about having a girl dog. Oh, you can literally say bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, there's no there's no politically incorrectness about it. That's it. I'm gonna try to wrap it. Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to wrap it right now. Um I appreciate you for coming out. Thank you for having me. I always feel weird rapping the shows because I feel like we can just sit here and talk and talk shit forever. But these files get so large. <laughs> <laughs> they get so fucking large. Do y'all edit it. shit out? No. Sometimes. Because I watched one it felt like it was a long raw. Which one? Good look. Oh yeah, oh, that, was, that was nothing, nothing touched on that one. Yeah, no. Nah, like there's 97% of the time nothing happens. Unless somebody comes back and was like, yo, do not. You know what I mean? Then, ain't nobody kind of go through that. Because then I got to find out when the fuck it was. You know, we've been sitting here forever. Like, nah, ain't nobody trying to do all that shit. We got the camera switches. That's all we really need. Like, you know what I mean? And just, let's just put this shit out. Like, fuck it. And, um, I appreciate you for helping us. Like, this is a real fun adventure that we're going on, trying to showcase all the um, all the impressive people that we know. You know what I mean? Like this is kind of a flex for us. So like <laughs> we're like, listen, we know motherfuckers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and we appreciate you being a motherfucker. We know. Listen, <laughs> we appreciate you doing your shit so that we can show you off. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for being yeah. our medallion for for an hour and a half. <laughs> Um, I appreciate y'all having me, man. You know, we really like. It's like you say day one, but it's like nah, for real. Man. Like I it don't, it don't go further back. <laughs> yeah. Than that. Like, so, at this at this point in life, like we've known each other for half of our lives, which is crazy. Right. That's that's just what it is. Like we get old. Right. You got a real ass. Like I came here. I was like, this nigga got a real daddy house. Like you know, <laughs> his kids run around. This the nigga got a backyard, got bro. Like kids. I'm like, it's really right. You got to rent two seats <laughs> on the toilet and shit. Like <laughs> that's your week. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you ain't never been so tired, nigga. You gotta like, you're too tired to to pull up the potty trainer seat. So then you gotta like half sleep. Aim perci- more precisionally oh, man. In the, into the a smaller target, 
And like as men, we don't really have that good of aim in the first place. Yeah. So you're like, you going from here to here, right, nigga? Yeah. At four o'clock in the morning, nigga. And I gotta tell you, I have, I have gotten, I have had to, um, I've had to lose a some, lot of fears. No, I have to lose some fights. Listen, like people have come at me the next day. <laughs> what, what are, what are these, what are these yellow polka dots? <laughs> and I was like, I have to own it. But like, it is what Man, it you is. You better blame the kid. Yeah. What? My kids don't wake up. It's either in the oh. bed or in the toilet. <laughs> if, if it happened before the sun came up, it was an adult. Yeah, I got you. This is what this is what it is. But kids are dope. Let me let me stop playing my kids like they're not dope. I I know I talk a whole bunch of shit about my kids. And I will stand on it till the day I die. Fuck these kids. But they are the blessing I would not wish on anybody. If you like your time. If you don't give a fuck about your time that much, if you can like dilly-dally with your time, have some. They're amazing. They look like you and they act like you. And depending on how you feel about yourself, you'll love or hate that. <laughs> that was deep. I ain't gonna lie. Damn. Nigga, nigga. All right, let me tell you this one last thing. I remember one time I was brushing my kids' teeth, and then my son said to me, he was like, I'm gonna do whatever you do, because I see what you do, and I'm just gonna do that. And I was like, You don't know how deep that shit was. <laughs> I got to make sure. Jordy just really said that? It wasn't even recently. That was like half a year ago. Oh. That was like, so that was like an eighth of his life ago. Right? This nigga was like, whatever you do, I'm going to do that. And I was like, fuck, you're always watching me, bro. You're always watching me. I got to be great. I got to be great. But it's dope, though, because. Because now you got to be great. And the truth. I mean, I feel like I already am, but it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) But. I would like to thank you guys, all, however many of you there is, that made it <laughs> to this point. And I want to thank you on behalf of me, Chris Sanford, writer extraordinaire, who is up next, apparently. apparently. When are you coming to the Bay Club? Nigga, you said I was looking for a new gym, and then somebody responded. Oh, Bay Club, nigga! Yeah. I don't know. Come join me and Penny Princess at the Bay Club. I know it. <laughs> I know. Me, Penny there. Princess, and Kendrick Lamar. Come join us. Oh, he be in there too. And oh, Timothy yeah. Mosgar. Timothy, that's the basketball player, right? That's the basketball player. I need, I need to, I need to change, bro. I'm still that Jesus. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. No. I. I. I have had the subscription to Slauson, and it's a terrible place. It's so dirty. I don't think they've cleaned it since Magic owned it. <laughs> Magic took his name off of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, they ain't cleaned it since Magic nigga, owned this it. This place, bro, makes you want to be there. Yeah. I literally plot. I wake up in the morning like, okay, I should be there. And then I like, have to tell myself, don't be there all day. But they have a business yeah. center. They got a cafe, the gym, the sauna, the pool, heated pool, the daycare for me. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Everything you want, classes. I just go there and drop him off at the daycare. Hello, and I'm I'm at home. I'm happy, but like spin classes, hip hop class, dance classes, hit classes, like high intensity workouts, personal trainers, whatever you want is there, and it's seventy five percent all inclusive. 
That was my next question. 75%. Oh, God. You got to pay for some other shit, but, like, not much. I was thinking about that or the Equinox, man. Okay, so... This seems more welcoming than Equinox. Yeah. Uh, Equinox feels more elitist. Um, Come with me. I'll get you up for free, and you can see. All right. I'll hold you to it. All right, bet. We got to wake up in the morning to go to the gym, so I'll see y'all later. Peace.